0: As medical radiation practitioners, it falls under our regulatory responsibility around workplace health and safety and compulsory guidelines to be compliant with certain requirements. Workplace learning is integral to any healthcare profession and it provides students with the ability to combine theoretical and practical knowledge of technical and interpersonal skills. As trusted medical radiation practitioners, we could go from a pregnant patient to perhaps a paediatric who is immunosuppressed, to a patient from the intensive care suite, or a patient who is a sole carer for someone in the home. It is imperative that we follow minimum guidelines to maintain the health and safety of ourselves, our colleagues, patients, and members of the wider community. Today, we talk to Charles Sturt, Faculty of Science Workplace Learning Team Member, Julie, about what this means for undergraduate students. Alrighty, I want to give a warm welcome to Julie who's joined us here on professional button pushes today. So welcome Julie. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to just start with a little disclaimer. I do have a bit of a head cold and a little bit of shortness of breath (laughs) on exertion. So if a sniffle or a cough along the way, be aware it's not contagious through this audio recording. And Julie and I are actually um, in completely different locations and joining via a Zoom meeting, so I'm not infectious. And I have, in fact, had a COVID swab today, which I suppose ties in really well with our Workplace Learning Requirements podcast episode. Um, So I just thought we'd start with this and ask Julie exactly to outline her role to us within the workplace learning team.
1: Brilliant. Thank you so much for having me, Tani. Um, So, my role, um, I am part of a centralised team and I'm workplace learning officer located on Port Macquarie campus, um, but we're also located on various other campuses within CSU um, and just basically allocation of placements and working with the different New South Wales health systems and um, making sure students are compliant before they go out on placement.
2: Yep. Okay, great.
0: So there are people on each campus, obviously, that students can touch base with should they need to.
1: Yeah, there are. Um, we do ask that they contact us on our generic inbox, which is the fos-wpl at csu.edu.au. Um, we ask this because this is a monitored inbox and so we can get to their query quicker um, than yep. sort of just sending it, yeah, just to our personal ones. Yeah. Yep. Yeah,
0: okay. So I suppose the first question we need to address is what, why do we need to undertake workplace learning requirements as students within the Faculty of Science?
2: Yeah,
1: yep. Um, Well, so before students commence a placement, um, it is important they meet the University in Health department requirements um, as they are course requirements, but also New South Wales health policy requires this as well. Um, There is further information available on the Faculty of Science um, I2 site that the students can refer to, Um, but it's best that we commence this process as quickly as we can, because sometimes it can be a timely process to, to get through compliance.
0: Yeah, I know obviously I still work clinically, so I have to remain compliant each year. And partake in basic first aid, military um, training, as well as my APRA, EPA radiation license. So there's loads of things that come into play even more as you transition into graduation and then becoming um, a healthcare practitioner. So I suppose uh, it's really nice to get the ball rolling uh, so that we're familiar with it as we transition into clinical placement subjects. Definitely. Can I ask you, what if students aren't compliant and they don't actually have all
1: their workplace learning requirements complete by the due
0: date? Yeah,
1: yep. Um, so, it, I mean, it, it is mandatory for students to become compliant. Um, New South Wales Health do ask that students are fully verified within their first year of study. Um, and as I mentioned, it. It can be a timely process so that's why we sort of have that due date just to help them (laughs) help students along with this process um it's also to identify any compliance issues early on that could impact students being able to go on their placement um so that's that's why they they need to become compliant in their first year um and it's yeah it's it's We've got all the centralised information on the I2 site to help support them, and we're also here to support them throughout this process as well. Yeah, yeah. it can be quite timely. Yeah,
0: I suppose it can be a really long, drawn-out process, but as well uh, it's really important to recognise, I suppose, that we need to be compliant because it could hinder perhaps our enrolment yes. in second year into those workplace learning subjects that have <laughs> clinical placement embedded within them
1: yeah yeah correct and it, it, it's just nice to sort of get it done and out of the way and then you know you're right once your placement allocation comes along um there, there may be some site specific requirements um it, it does depend on the course you're doing um but we usually notify students if there are any other extra requirements to do with the placement at a certain site yeah okay, Yeah. great
0: Uh, Can you outline and perhaps just be quite explicit with it, maybe even just in dot points and go through methodically, uh, what requirements are needed to be completed by students within their first year of study?
1: Yeah. Yep. So um, what we, the the way we sort of look at it is we've broken it down into two steps. So step one is your New South Wales health compliance. Um, All of this information is on the, Faculty of Science WPL I2 site Um, and when I say information I mean the actual forms as well. If students go to the I2 site and look under the verification requirements tab um, where they'll find the vaccination record card and there are instructions on page three to assist the students and the vaccination provider as well. Yeah. We've also just recently added in a sample card of the vaccination record card, which it, it it's just like a dummy card to, to give the students an idea of what it looks like completed um, and has the attachments with it as well, like serology and things like that. Yeah. Um, so there's also a so vaccination record. Then you've got your New South Wales health forms. There's three forms that can be downloaded and completed off the i2 site. And then we also ask students to apply for their national police check. And there we have a list of the criminal um, record check providers on there as well. So mm-hmm. st- step one in a nutshell are those main things, and this is on under that verification requirements tab, once mm-hmm. once students have Done this and collated all the information. We asked them if they could please put it in a PDF file mm-hmm. and then um, email it to, to us to fos-wpl at csu.edu.au yeah. and just ensure in the subject line that they've got their uh, student ID, number, name, and the discipline in the subject line. Um, and then we forward this information onto New South Wales Health for assessment. Yeah. Um, so, that's basically step one in a nutshell. Um, but we also just encourage students to check um, their compliance status on InPlace as well. Yep. Um, so, then they'll know that if they're verified through there. Step two. Can I ask um, you before sorry. you get to step two? Sorry, yep. I'm just
0: going to interrupt. Can yep. you just explain what InPlace is?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it's basically um, just a... <sighs> It's like a data, um, oh, how to explain it? Um, it, it, web-based data system that the university captures all the um, workplace learning information for students. Um, so include includes like their compliance, and their students can also upload their compliance documents into InPlace. Um, yeah. So oh, and sorry, and also the student workplace learning allocations so they can look up um, the, the address of where they're going on placement, um, contact personnel, placement dates, et yeah. Um. And, it's, yeah, it's it's basically all their workplace learning function is there.
0: <laughs> so when they enrol into uh, a course that involves workplace learning, do they automatically get a login or do they have to go through the Faculty of Science Workplace Learning page to obtain a login?
1: Um. Yep, they the login process. Um, I believe it's their CSU one. Um, so that on the ITU site, they, there is um, a tab under in place um, logging in and user guides. If they just refer to there, that, that can actually also help them. On, it, it gives them information on how to log in and view different snapshots of. Um, like timesheets or logbooks and things like that so they'll have all that information on there we've we've really designed the i2 side as just their one-stop shop for for everything so streamline everything
0: yeah Yeah. now can i also just ask before you move on to step two i know i've really hindered and thrown some other no you're right (laughs) Um, but if they compile their pdf that you said of this step one nutshell of all their documents and they've poured it to the faculty of science workplace learning team yeah. Um, so, do they get notification that you guys have actually received it and it's been transferred onto New South Wales Health for compliance?
1: Um. So, sorry. So, you're asking if we advise them if we've if New South Wales Health have received it, so that we've yeah, sent just it on? to guarantee
0: that you that the student knows that they've yeah. su- successfully completed part one yeah. and that it, it's now being reviewed.
1: Um, basically, what will happen um, is we usually once we're forwarded it onto New South Wales Health, if they have any extra um, questions or information they need, we will contact the student um, to follow up. Um, if they're happy with it, basically they will update um, the New South Wales Health system, which is integrated with InPlace. the compliance status is updated to to say compliant instead of non-compliant so that's how the student will yeah if they just um make a regular habit of just checking the in place page that compliance status will change and they'll realize otherwise we'll be in contact with them to let them know they need more information
0: okay perfect so i'll let you go on to step two now
1: a problem. Um, Oh, well, look, uh, step two, um, yeah, it's just, so step two with classes, CSU um, course requirements, basically. Um, So, details on specific course requirements um, are available on the I2 site underneath the discipline course specific requirement tab. Um, So, So for us
0: guys, that's medical radiation
1: science, just in case you're worried. Correct. (laughs) Just in case you've enrolled into the role course as well so so we've just recently updated that one so that's um all there and it's just a um it's a really good sort of checklist as well to go through and um you you can use that as a guide to sort of navigate your way through um the um workplace learning i2 site um but if if students need any assistance if they're if they're not finding the information or they need some help navigating the i2 site please contact us like we are here to help yeah so
0: (laughs) okay now I just wanted to go back to the vaccination card Uh, and I know that you said there's snippets of there and like a demo on on how to fill it out and how to correctly attach documents like serology um but what if students have had a couple of questions around if they didn't have access to their blue book or any previous vaccinations or perhaps for example they've relocated from overseas
1: yeah um so it's our understanding that um Students, okay. So, like students who can't access the blue book, um, it, they still should be able to access immunisation history from me- Medicare. Um, however, we strongly advise them to also go to the New South Wales Health website as well and speak to their vaccination provider um, about um, completing the card um, as well. So, even, even just have a bit of a chat to their GP if they don't have that history or information um, for. Information for overseas students, um, there's also more f- information on the New South Wales Health site, um, but we um, encourage students to contact us as well um, just to provide further assistance um, such as like national police checks and things like that can come into play as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's probably the best way. Th- there is links to the New South Wales Health um, website on our i2 site as well. <laughs>
0: Okay, but so for students who are having difficulty with any of their uh, serology or vaccinations where they can't perhaps locate it um, and maybe they've lost touch with contacts abroad, your best advice would be to A, first look at the New South Wales Health website and then B, contact the Faculty of Science Workplace Learning Teams?
1: Yeah, correct. We sort of treat it by a case by case-by-case basis um, because they may have bits of information and, yeah, we just will work with the students to try and get all that information together and direct them in the right place to go. Yeah. Yeah, okay.
0: Uh, so now I've had a few questions around the costs that are required Um, in gaining some of these requirements and students are sort of being a bit conflicted around this where they're being told some things are free however when they go into the online component perhaps it mentions there's a cost involved so are there costs involved with becoming compliant and and what requirements could students expect to be charged for
1: yeah, um, yeah there, there are some associated costs um, and it does sometimes depend on the course provider as well. Um, so, we basically provide the links on the WPL 2 site um, for the training organisations and um, it's sort of up to the students to have a bit of a look through. Um, as I said, like students, they, they might be also able to, they might have to obtain like um Licenses or update certificates um, during their course of study. Um, but it's, yeah, it's sort of like it, one thing to remember is that these will be continuous requirements like for once even the students have graduated so for example like your first aid like you have to do yeah, your CPR refresher every 12 months so that'll be an ongoing cost as well like going into the workforce and things like that um, there are some CSU supported um sessions I, I think there is CSU um mental health training um, that could be done um, it's just a matter of, um, yeah, d- just have a look on the links and we're happy to provide any further information or follow-up on things as well.
0: So there's no specific CSU in-house
1: uh, requirements it, that we provide for students? Um, it's sort So like as in, on, like, do you mean like the online modules? Or? Oh, I
0: think we don't have an assessor come in and perhaps run a oh. um, basic life support or um, CPR course.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um it's usually, um, I think a lot of it is usually sort of um, organised outside of workplace learning team. Um, like, so I know that the mental health first aid training, um, there is some training organised, and I think we've just recently updated that contact information on our I2 site, which is like an in house um, training session. So, but I know that the online modules, um, I think they do come at a cost, but they are specified in the links if. Um, students go to the i2 site like on the manual handling and things like that so okay.
0: so basically most will be external providers that provide these courses for students to become compliant and yeah. there are some associated costs along the way
1: yeah correct yeah okay it's, yeah
0: are there any scholarships that are available to students when they're looking to become compliant
1: yeah, yeah, so also on our i site, sorry, <laughs> we do have a um, a tab that's titled Scholarships and uh, Grants tab, so the students will be able to find information to the CSU Three Rivers um, and also CSU Scholarships and Grants page. Um, so, just if students just check out the eligibility criteria um, and just have a bit of a look through there, they might find some, um, especially what before going on placement with accommodation costs as well, but um, sort of more compliance, maybe just have a bit of a look through and see what's available. Um, it's yeah, it's it's it, the the I two. I'll just say the I two site um, is created to support the students and it's their site. So if if there's anything they're looking for or that they can suggest anything that they'd like added, please contact us and let us know because it's a s- central point for them and the support base for them um, that we're trying to sort of help them through the process. Yeah. I think
0: it's just they're in first year undergraduate. They've never done it before. They use no. some conflicting... Yeah. Um, information I suppose or they're just going to be confused in the process Yay. and it's it's a long process but it is something that's an integral component of the course for people to then continue through so that they can be compliant and undertake those workplace learning um subjects as well so I suppose we just wanted to um provide them with just a little bit of background around
1: yeah yeah and and just the main thing I could probably just suggest would be just to block out some time and make time to go through the information um go through the i2 site um and just remember that we're here to support students so if if they need help please don't hesitate to ask us we can't stress that enough (laughs)
0: okay good good now i did just i know we mentioned in place before um as that centralized database that students access as, yep. as perhaps a database and a repository for their uh clinical requirements as yep. well as then looking at to where their allocations and placements are and contact details and so far so forth um but i also know that students across their time within the course will hear of ClinConnect. Mm. um can you also perhaps tell us what ClinConnect is
1: yep uh, yeah, so um, ClinConnect um, is basically the online New South Wales Health e-portal. So it is actually managed by New South Wales Health to assess and record student verification. Um, Clean Connect So once the student's verification has been assessed and updated, these these details are then entered into Clean Connect, which is integrated with InPlace, and that's how students will know that their compliance status has changed because um, New South Wales Health assesses it, updates Clean Connect, which then feeds through to in-place. Okay, so, so they're married, they're integrated. Yes, yes. yes so they don't <laughs> they need are. to do anything on both platforms? Yeah. It, no, no, not, 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 not Clean Connect, yeah, yep, yeah, they, they don't have to worry about that, that part, yep. <laughs> okay,
0: and just to confirm as well, Julie, once these requirements are complete, are they complete for the duration of the course or do we need to do any refreshes?
1: Uh, yes, uh, most of most of the requirements um, are for the duration of the course. Uh, things like I mentioned before, like the CPR is every um, twelve months. Um, National Police checks are five years, so that would more than cover the course. Um, it's just if there if there is anything outstanding, we usually do contact students um, just to make sure um, that you know, they follow up or renew their certificates. Um, It's also good um, on in-place, it'll actually um, let you know because on in-place it'll say, you know, that you've um, like the expiry dates of certain certificates and things that that students can go in and double check these as well. So it's, yeah, it sort of works both ways that way.
0: It's really important to stay up to date on in-place as to whether you're compliant or whether something's running out of date. It's actually yeah. funny it because we, as healthcare practitioners, we have online training modules and education and training that we need to complete, and we have the same thing. Something's yep. expiring in 15 days. Something's expiring if you need to do basic life support, yep. a refresher. So yes. uh, I suppose it's really important uh, that we familiarise ourselves with this as students and then moving into graduation because, like I said before, we need to um, bear in mind that many clinical centres and employers will ask in interviews and ask in selection criteria uh, whether or not we have our APRA, whether our regulatory yes. body has approved us to work and sees us as fit to practice, That's as right. well as like EPA license, working with children's checks, yeah. um, yes. all that jazz. So it's, I suppose it's not something that is just for now and that it's lifelong, it's something that we do need to continue to refine and continue to work on <laughs> each year, even as healthcare practitioners.
1: It's definitely.
0: Um, now, one final question for you, Julie, before I let you escape. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if students have any further questions, where should they direct them?
1: Yeah, yep. Um, so, if they could just email them to, like I said, the fos-wpl at csu.edu.au um, and just in the subject line, just include their student ID, name and the, the course that they're doing. Um, as I said, like this inbox is monitored re- regularly, like through our team. We've got many team members that overlook this inbox um, and we'll be able to get to their queries um, a lot quicker and um, than if they were to sort of email it to our personal so just to remember that one just to go through
0: just a really quick question i have integrated into my i2 site uh the faculty of science workplace learning page yeah should the
1: students have difficulty
0: finding it how could they search for it
1: uh yes so um it's actually an organizational page so um if once students go, so they log into Interact Two, and they'll see up on the top um, organisations, and type in Faculty of Science Workplace Learning, then the page will appear, and they'll be able to to um, self enrol into the site if they haven't already. Yeah. Okay, great.
2: Uh,
0: is there anything else you wanted to add
1: for us, Julie? Anything else you think I haven't touched on? Um, no. Uh, just um, basically. Please, please ask us questions if you have any questions. We are here to help um, and we try to um, make it a not so stressful process. We don't want students to stress about it. Um, And, um, yeah, wish everyone the best with their workplace learning journey. Yeah, it's all very fun. (laughs) Um, So students should be well under their way
0: into workplace learning requirements currently though, shouldn't they?
2: Yes, correct, yes. Okay, yep.
0: <laughs> um, Now, I just want to say thank you, Julie, for joining us uh, on Professional Button Pushers. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's been great having you and hopefully that just clears up some uh, confusion around any workplace and requirements that students um, are struggling with at the minute.
1: Yep, beautiful. Thank you so much. <laughs>
0: Uh, now, I'm going to leave you all today with an audio clip from the infamous TV series, The Office, to show you really what not to do and to highlight the importance of professionalism and workplace learning requirements and training um, to provide us with the skills to assist when we're out on clinical placement. So enjoy, guys, and take note that this is what not to do. All
2: right. So assessing the situation, mm-hmm. are they breathing?
0: No, Rose, they are not breathing and they have no arms or legs.
2: No, that's not part of it.
0: Where are they? You know what? If we come across somebody with no arms or legs, do we bother resuscitating them? I mean, what kind of quality of life do we have there?
1: I would want to live with
0: no legs. How about no arms? No arms or legs is basically how you exist right now, Kevin. You don't do anything.
2: All right, well, let's get back to it, because you're losing them. Okay, too fast. Everyone, we need to pump at a pace of 100 beats per minute.
0: Oh, Okay, that's uh, hard to keep track. How many is that per hour? How's that going to help you? I will divide and then count to it. Right.
2: Okay, well, a good trick is to pump to the tune of Staying Alive by the Bee Gees. Do you know that song?
0: Yes, yes, I do. I love that song. <clears throat> First I was afraid, I was petrified.
2: No, it's... Ah, 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 Alive, okay. yes, Staying yes. Alive.
0: You were in the parking lot earlier. That's how I know you.
2: Ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh. staying alive, staying alive. Ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, ah, uh, uh. staying alive, staying alive. Stayin alive. Uh, you uh, can't tell uh. by the way I use my walk. I'm a woman's man, no time to talk. Words it love. Women will been kicked around since I was born. Well, it's alright. It's okay, you can't look the other way. Let him go, okay. let him do! Okay. Get, 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 okay. yeah. get yeah. Stayin'
0: alive, Stay alive.
2: Yeah. Okay, you didn't maintain 100 beats per minute, and the ambulance didn't arrive because nobody called 911. So you lost him. Okay, mm. he's dead.